Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the July edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. We're going to start with this article written by Amelia Stern, Meet Your Representatives, Trustee Stephen Hume. About 38 years ago, Crestone Town Trustee Stephen Hume was living as an artist-in-residence at Lindisfarne, an interfaith sanctuary built into the Sangre de Cristo hillside in 1979. A couple of months after he began his residency, Lindisfarne was transferred to the ownership of the Crestone Mountain Zen Center and Hume was invited to stay on for another year, practicing Zen Buddhism and gradually realizing that the San Luis Valley was a place he wished to call home. While I was a resident there, I found a piece of property on the eastern edge of, t t of the town of Crestone, he said. After leaving the Zen Center, I would return to Crestone monthly for the next couple of decades and camp on the property for long weekends, and about 18 years later, I built a studio with my partner, Amy Logason. Hume split his time between Crestone and Los Angeles, where he worked in film and video production for more than a decade. My time at the Zen Center was an important, pivotal point in my professional career. Prior to the residency, I was a mural painter and scenic artist, including work on the TV series Perry Mason, which was using Denver as a base for filming. My ambitions were shifting towards working in video and film production, and eventually I established Blue Stone Productions, he said. After 35 years in video production, Hume went into quasi-retirement and broke ground in early 2019 when he and his wife began construction on their off-grid home. During this time, there was a vacancy on the town board, and Hume was asked if he would be interested in filling that vacancy, which he agreed to. The following year, Crestone had an election, resulting in his first full term. The topic that interested me most was resiliency. How do we make the town of Crestone more self-sustaining and insulated from the unwanted pressures of the bigger world, he asked. I came on the board about the time COVID hit, and the pandemic was rather disruptive, even for the bigger issues the community faced like water security and wildfire protection and readiness, he said. While those interests remained on his plate, Hume has shifted his attention to helping get the little problems resolved. That being said, right now we're working through a very tough issue, balancing a town budget without alienating or placing too much stress on the residents, he said. While he enjoys serving the community, Hume finds parts of the job to be challenging, especially conflict with residents who don't always agree with decisions that get made. At a recent public meeting, he recalls, the board had to endure some ugly name-calling by a disgruntled resident. We're seven elected trustees who are learning the job while doing the job. We receive three dollars a day for the honor and privilege of serving this beautiful and eccentric community, he says. However, there are also town citizens who are selfless with their time and ideas and who are willing to work constructively with the town board, and this is what gives me hope, he says. To decompress, Hume spends his time working on his photography, specifically a project he calls the 101 Moods of a Mountain, Portraits of Kit Carson. He's currently on portrait number 36 and anticipates the project will take him another 18 to 24 months to complete. I have a clear view of 
Kit Carson from our upper deck and most days we're watching one another and it feels like a collaboration. The mountain sitting up there like a colossal stone Buddha practicing stillness no matter what the weather delivers, he says. Personally, sitting on the town board has become a kind of practice on how to sit quietly when there's a tempest brewing. We can't avoid the fact that our little town is a microcosm of what's happening on a larger national and worldwide scale, meaning things are tough right now and the challenges are big, he said. But Crestone is our home and I like to think of our little town as a sanctuary from the pressures of the bigger world. The Board of Trustees uh, held their regularly scheduled meeting May 8th from 9.30 to 4 p.m. via Zoom. The meetings are open to the public. And we have this note from Joyful Journey Hot Springs. Effective August 1st, Joyful Journey will be adjusting general admission prices as follows. Day soak and general admission, $18. Locals day soak with ID, $15. Tuesday soak special, $12. Get your punch passes by July 31st to lock in today's pricing. And they say, we have not raised general admission prices since 2013. This adjustment is needed to keep up with increasing operating costs and planned improvements. We value our customers and believe Joyful Journey remains one of the most affordable hot springs and spas in the region. We appreciate your continued support. Their website, joyfuljourneyhotsprings.com. Their phone number, 719-256-4328. They're open daily. And now turning to this article by the Crestone Dark Sky community. Crestone Dark Sky Celebration coming in August. The 2023 Crestone International Dark Sky Celebration will be themed around the Perseids Meteor Showers. The Perseid Shower is considered the best meteor event of the year for two reasons. It occurs at a time with more favorable weather, clear skies and warm nights, and it produces roughly 100 meteors an hour at its peak. In 2023, the Perseid meteor shower will peak on August 12th and 13th. The celebration will open with taiko drumming followed by acoustic background music performed by Steve Storm. The compelling astronomical presentation by Crestone's local astronomer Scott Stevens will include information about the Perseid meteor shower, our local dark sky from the moon, light from Alamosa, your neighbor's porch lights, and seasonal sky glow. Two telescopes will also be set up for individual viewing of the meteor showers. The 2023 limited edition cloisonne lapel pins designed by local artist Stephen Hume will be available for purchase as well as informative material about preserving and protecting our precious dark sky provided by the International Dark Sky Association. For further updates, follow us on Facebook. Crestone Dark Sky Community and our website darksky.org and we have a corresponding article written by Karen Barbie journey back into the dark of night this is part one of a series not long ago artificial light was an idea being worked on in the laboratory and the dark sky of night was normal yet we have slowly but surely been losing the dark sky of the night sky and its rightful place in our lives Sky glow, the brightening of the night sky as the result of electric lights in all their forms and uses, has resulted in one of the most pervasive forms of light pollution. National Geographic states that 
more than 80% of the world's population and 99% of Americans and Europeans live under sky glow. It is somewhat astounding, considering that in 1925, less than 100 years ago, not even half of the homes in America had electric lighting. You could go outside and see the stars and the Milky Way, but that has, for many, changed. According to astronomy, the Milky Way, the brilliant river of stars that has dominated the night sky in human imagination since time immemorial, is but a faded memory to 80% of Americans. Chris Elvidge, a scientist with NOAA's National Centers for Environmental Information, states, We've got whole generations of people in the United States who have never seen the Milky Way. The National Library of Medicine reported that when a 1994 earthquake knocked out the power in Los Angeles, many anxious residents called local emergency centers to report seeing a strange, giant silvery cloud in the dark sky. What they were really seeing, for the first time, was the Milky Way, long obliterated by urban sky glow. Electric lighting has and does benefit human life, yet there are unintended harmful consequences impacting humans, plants, and animals. The Dark Sky Association, the acknowledged world authority on light pollution out of Tucson, Arizona, holds that these measurable negative impacts include increasing energy consumption, disrupting the ecosystem and wildlife, harming human health, and affecting crime and safety. It is clear that not many of us would be willing to give up the use of electric lighting, nor is it necessary. We can use lighting wisely, respecting the health of ourselves, the animals, and the environment. The Dark Sky Association certifies places in the world that meet strict standards, demonstrating robust support for dark sky protection. There are 201 certified dark sky places, with Crestone, Colorado being one of only 38 communities worldwide to hold this certification. It is one that comes with a celebration and carries a responsibility to protect the dark of the night. It takes commitment and work to keep this certification. Scott Stevens is one of the people at the helm of the work. Each night he is measuring the darkness of the sky and submitting that data. Currently, Crestone is the 10th darkest area of all those submitting data. Karina Danforth is another and indeed the one who spearheaded the initial effort to gain Crestone the recognition of being an international dark sky community. Next month, the work of Scott and Karina are doing Crestone and the Rights of Nature, How We Can Take Care of Our Dark Sky, and more. And now turning to Energy Fair news written by Crystal Wade. Crestone Energy Fair, Spotlight on the Wellness Village. The 34th Annual Crestone Energy Fair, CEF, will take place in downtown Crestone on September 16th and 17th. While we have always included the healing arts as part of our event programming, last year we placed a stronger emphasis on personal health by creating a wellness village. In keeping with our theme, Reimagine Self Village Nature, we encourage you to reimagine what it feels and looks like to live a happy, healthy, and fulfilled life with yourself, each other, and our local ecosystem. We appreciate we appreciate everyone who submitted feedback about the location and are prioritizing making improvements to the Wellness Village. 
Some of these changes include building a platform for speakers and presenters, adding a better sound system, increasing signage, opening Silver Avenue for increased foot traffic, and continuing to bring in quality presenters and vendors, all with the intention of making the Wellness Village more accessible and vital. A few years, uh, uh, sorry, a few of this year's presentations include Contact Improvisation with Anya Katz, Free Up Energy by Resolving Trauma in the Body, presented by Amanda Beasley, An Exploration into Sacred Womb Healing with Natalie McRae, Reimagine universe as a Universe as Story, presented by Christina Cabeza, and many more. Also, numerous vendors will be available for unique healing opportunities such as massage, energy work, and sound healing. We are also looking for dedicated individuals to join our crew of over 200 volunteers who make this event run smoothly. Our kitchen crew cooks a fresh meal in exchange for three to four hours of volunteer service. Find out more by visiting our website creststoneenergyfair.org and click join us volunteers or visit our online registration platform signup.com slash go slash capital X little y capital J capital U little V H capital M pre-registration for our annual home tours is also now open on our website come tour finished and in progress alternative homes and projects freedom from restrictive building codes is one of the fundamental treasures our community has to offer register now for early bird pricing Come experience healing touch firsthand. Take a break from the heat and find relief with one of our wonderful Wellness Village vendors. Enrich your knowledge of health and well-being by attending an informative presentation. Our health is our wealth. If you would like to get more involved, please contact Crystal Wade at, by email at crystal.price.wade at gmail.com. Special thanks to the Swatch County Commissioners for awarding us sales tax grants and to the Town of Crestone Board of Trustees for their continued support. And we have this news from Swatch. Swatch festivals offer flowers, fine art, and fairy houses. Swatch's 14th annual Arts Walk, combined with the 12th annual Hollyhock Festival and Fairy House Walk, will happen on July 29th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the town of Swatch. This is the third year the Hollyhock Festival and Arts Walk will be combined, which has been well received in the community as an opportunity to showcase the beauty and creativity of the town. The event is planned every year on the last Saturday in July and encourages visitors to enjoy many artistic vendors on the grounds of the Swatch County Courthouse, as well as to stroll through town to tour Hollyhock Gardens and look for charming fairy houses hidden throughout the community. There will be live music, a food truck, and creative activities for children and families. Swatch Sagebrush, Sagebrush Quilters will be holding a drawing for two quilts one at the event and a second one to be given away at the Fall Festival and Quilt Show on September 16th. The Arts Walk. This event began as a studio tour through the roughly half dozen art galleries in town. Founders Byron Williams, Kelsey Hawk, Roger and Marilyn Fenton, and Judith Page wanted to draw attention to the talents of local artisans and promote them to residents and visitors.
This year, a wide variety of art will be on display and for sale, including works in glass, metal, wood, resin castings, and ceramics, as well as paintings, jewelry, and fiber art. The Swatch Arts Walk also plays a vital role in supporting and promoting the local art scene by providing artists with a platform to showcase their work and foster their creative growth, states committee member Karita Jin. The festival is particularly proud to encourage the next generation of artists like 14-year-old Swatch resident Alicia Abeda. Alicia makes artwork from pouring paint and resin and she hopes to be able to support herself through her art in the future. Alicia admits that art making can have its ups and downs but she's encouraged, she encourages other young people that are passionate about it to keep pursuing it. Hollyhocks Swatch residents Byron Williams and Greg Terrell were integral in starting the festival and saw it as a way to celebrate hollyhocks, the official town flower, and instill pride in the yards of the town with prizes for both hollyhock and non-hollyhock gardens. At the inaugural event, Williams came dressed as Johnny Hollyhock, and the six-foot Terrell came clad as a gnome. There were even fairies present, including Mary Morfitt and Mary Inquest. Hollyhocks were favored by early settlers to the area who began planting them in the late 1800s. They are drought-tolerant, easily propagated, and a good friend to pollinators. Seeds and starter plants will be available for sale at the event. Many people are surprised to learn that the entire hollyhock is edible, including the root, leaves, and blossoms. The flower can be added to salads, as well as used to make cold tea infusion to relieve sore throats and aid in respiratory, urinary, and gastrointestinal troubles. The roots have even been used medicinally in many cultures for inflammation and ulcers. Fairy Houses You will need to look closely to find all 30 of these whimsical miniature habitats hidden throughout the town. Each one is unique and handcrafted by artist Sarah Krantz, who uses mostly recycled materials to create a wide variety of settings and styles. Krantz says she started making them to give visitors to Swatch something fun to do. Adults seem to enjoy them as much as the children do, she said. This year, children will have the opportunity to create their own fairy house to take home. The event is free and is funded through a Swatch County Sales Tax Grant and grants from the Town of Swatch and the Swatch County Tourism Council. And we have another July 29th event, Orisons. Earthwork pays homage to valley history and ecology. This is written by Anya Katz. On July 29, 2023, Orisons, one of the largest earthworks created by an individual woman, will transform an unusable plot of farmland owned by Jones Farms Organics into a place of artistic reverence, honoring the San Luis Valley's interwoven history, ecosystem, and imagined futures. Orisons, meaning prayers, is the vision of multidisciplinary artist Marguerite Humeau, who will pay tribute to the San Luis Valley through minimally invasive and environmentally conscious kinetic and interactive sculptures. Some of the sculptures will include whistling and rhythmic plant-like structures inspired by native vegetation. These structures become activated by the wind. A large-scale hammock-like sculpture the visitors can lay upon hovers above the ground, evoking the outstretched arms of sandhill cranes. The opening celebration will commence at Frontier Drive-In, 
105 East County Road 11, North Center, from 4 to 9 p.m. on July 29th, where visitors can catch free shuttles back and forth to the artwork. Food and drinks will be available, and the artists will be in attendance. Orson's is free and open to the public, but donations are appreciated. RSVPs are highly encouraged as capacity is limited. For more information and to RSVP, visit orisons.art. That's O-R-I-S-O-N-S dot art. Orisons will remain on view through June 2025. Because the earthwork sits on privately owned land, visitors will be required to make a reservation prior to viewing. And now turning to the Regional Happenings column by Layton. Saturday, July 22nd, from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., Alternative Toilets Talk. Join us for one of the most popular Crestone Energy Fair ongoing education programs. This informal discussion is offered by donation and will include information about county permittance of alternative septic systems, as well as tried and true methods of natural human waste management, including composting toilets, biodigesters, outlaw septic and gray water toilets. Please contact Goldie to register via email oesdirector at crestoneenergyfair.org or call 303-903-0968. And on Thursday, July 27th through the 30th, Ski High Stampede at 2335 Sherman Avenue in Monte Vista, Colorado's oldest pro rodeo with four days of rodeo events, live music, family-friendly carnival, and rides, dances, and more. Be part of this long-standing SLV tradition. And we have some recurring events, Saturday Market 9 to 5 in downtown Crestone, Thursday Market 10 to 4 in South Crestone Park, free aromatherapy classes with Julia every Friday at 5 p.m. Contact Julia for more details. And there's Mercadilla in El Rios, a weekly farmer's market held Wednesdays from 4 to 7 p.m. at the Rio Grande Farm Park in Alamosa. Snap and double up bucks are accepted. Visit riograndfarmpark.org slash Mercadillo for more information or to sign up to vend. And from the community calendar, Wednesday, July 19th, Baca Grand Water and Sanitation meeting at 9 a.m., remote only. You can contact them via email, info at bacawater.com. And we have some music available through at T-Road Brewing. Live music lineup includes on July 21st, River, Arkansas, and on July 22nd, Robin Chestnut and Lydia Sprouts. Music at T-Road typically starts at 6 p.m. Check the Facebook page for event details. And we have more on the Crestone Thursday and Saturday markets. Downtown Saturday Market off of West Galena Avenue is your Saturday morning destination location for music, food, plant starts, veggies, mouth-watering bread, lemonade, cookies, herbs, jewelry, cosmetics, massages, 
clothing, crystals, haircuts, and much more. There's something for everyone, and a big part of the fun for the market is that besides your favorite regulars, there's often one-time vendors with vintage items or travelers from afar passing through with exotic wares. Free to all vendors. First come, first served on all spaces. Usually runs from about 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You never know what will be there, so come see us on Saturdays. As always, family-friendly. The town of Crestone requires all dogs to be on a leash. We will see you there. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.